another week, another talking dirty. Oh, oh, oh! This week we got the MLB. The illegal substances are still circulating through the league. Still breaking news on it. <laughs> still more breaking news on it though. We'll break that down. Over in the NHL, we have the uh, round two and round three playoff talk that we're going to get into. Then in the NFL, uh, we got some stuff about the Steelers offseason. So that's going to be interesting. We'll have a little discussion there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, NBA, we got the deep three. We got the playoffs. And then over in pop culture, we have uh, some Spider-Man teasers and what to expect from that. And then in TV, I finally watched The Bad Batch. Oh. We watched episode two of Loki. We'll give a, re- a reaction for that. There's going to be a lot of spoilers in the <laughs> pop culture section. And then for music, of course, Jams of the Week. So with that, take it away, Ryan. Yeah, before we get into it, koozies still for sale, $7 a piece. Um, have our talking Dirty logo on it. They're really cool. Uh, I, I'm a man who has a lot of koozies, and it's still one of my favorite. I know it's kind of a homer pick. It's Dude, a podcast. They're fucking sick. They're really sweet. They're really they're fucking sweet. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sick. They're 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 blue and orange. Uh, great color combo. Um, Middlebury so, blue and Princeton orange. Exactly. So yeah. hit us up. DM us on at AJ Sports on Twitter and Instagram if you are interested, and we will get you that koozie. With that being said, let's get into it. You. Ryan, how you doing, man? Great. Uh, my girlfriend just got a new puppy. So I, yeah, before I this, yeah, before this, I went over and played with him. He's adorable. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a Chihuahua, but he's not like the Applehead Chihuahuas. They're kind of ugly, in my opinion. Like so, the Taco Bell mascot. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. one kind of looks like a mixture of Corgi and Chihuahua, so it's like a, adorable. A Chorgi. Yeah, a, a, a Chukorgi. Uh. Is that is that the proper? I don't know. I feel like the, when they get mixed breeds, it's like. It, it's either or Chihuahua. Chihuahua. No, it's not even confirmed. It's, half, it's not even confirmed as corgi. In it. it just looks like a corgi. Yeah, it does. It, it looks like a chihuahua, but it also looks I like a corgi. It. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. His name's Charlie. He's literally eleven weeks old. So he's I, the size of my my shoe is bigger than him. <laughs> no, I try to put him I, in my shoe. Okay, so if I bred a dog like that, I'd be so afraid that I like accidentally step on it. So they like, have not even like thinking. Yeah, you know, like yes. I 100% agree. They they actually ha- gave it a kitty collar because it's so small to fit on dog ones. So it has a bell on it so they know where he's at. That's smart. That's yeah, smart. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it's adorable puppy. So that kind of – that's good. That's a good uh, thing going on in my life. How about you? Uh, just homeowner shit, dude. I was painting yeah, this week, this sweet. weekend. Paint turned out great. Perfect. Paint turned, I got some furniture. Coming Small along, fortune, but yeah, it's coming along. Nice, our uh, the studio's been moving soon. Yeah, dude, we're gonna be going east side, east side, east side. All right, Monroeville, the Ville, the Ville, the Ville, the Ville, the Monroeville, Monroeville. All right, but all right, with that, let's get into it. Uh, leading off miscellaneous sports, yes. So the U.S. Open is this weekend, yes. Um, Tory Pines in California, okay. uh. I don't know what the weather is going to be like. Let me check that real quick. Um, it's going to be interesting. I didn't even look up the odds yet. Do you want to look up the odds for winning real quick while I look up the weather here? Yeah. Um, Tory Pines. It's going to be beautiful all weekend. 
It's going to be sunny in the 70s all weekend. It's going to be great. Um, but all the guys are going to be like, oh, it's the one big story I wanted to talk about really bad. Do you have it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the winner odds is Bryce, Bryson DeChambeau, 18 to 1. Sleeper, Louis Oistenthusen, 45 to 1. And then uh, top 10 lock is Xander Shaffley. Yeah, that's, um, what's his face? Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy Gilmore's caddy. No, it's not. It's not. That's caddy's what? Something with a Z. Xander's, he's pretty good. He's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, but the big stories coming out of this is obviously the Bryson and Brooks rivalry keeps, the last couple weeks keep adding on to the story here, the drama. And uh, apparently fans are pushing for the PGA to have Brooks and Bryson in a pairing in the first two rounds just to get some drama going. Uh, oh, no. Obviously, yeah, no. obviously those two don't, they hate each other. Uh, they, uh, a reporter asked uh, Brooks basically what the conflict between the two were, and Brooks replied, I don't have, I don't know if I'd call it a conflict. We just don't really like each other. Yeah. Obviously, Bryson, the last tournament, or two tournaments ago, he had, there's fans saying, there we go, Brooks, hey! Anytime Bryson hit the ball, and he started getting those guys kicked out, then Brooks replied on Twitter, like, who lives friend free in whose head, basically. Um, but I, the PGA essentially shot everything down, said we won't add to it, we won't put them together in a pairing. However, what if the two kill it and they're in the final pairing on Sunday? Because wow. the final pairing is the people leading. Yeah. So what if it's they're one and two and they're in the final pairing? That would be the best scenario for the U.S. Open right now. I mean, U.S. Open's one, one of the majors, that one of the be best funny, yeah. golf tournaments all year. Uh, but it'd be even better. If they had Brooks and Bryce in the final pairing on the last day, yeah, and there's no way to get around. I'd be it's electric, like, dude. It's not like if Brooks and Bryson were in one and two, they weren't gonna like split them up, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be very interesting. I'm very interested. I don't know if John Rom got clear to play. I think he did. I don't know if you saw a couple weeks ago he was leading a tournament and they pulled him the last day. He was winning in first place by how many strokes, and they pulled him because of COVID protocols because he got COVID. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. They they said he's not likely to do good in this tournament. Yeah. On the- CBS Sports thing. I mean, I bet, I bet they just it, it, it messed with them being pulled like that. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of funny. He when he got pulled for COVID, he immediately went out and got a vaccine, or he thought he got COVID. He's one got a first vaccine like that was going to stop him from having COVID. <laughs> and they're like, no, I'm going to nip this in the butt real quick. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people were saying, why don't they just let him play by himself or do whatever? Go out super early so they can still win the tournament. Mm-hmm. But I some. Uh, someone at, at work said this to me the other day, and to make total sense, every golfer knows the protocols, and he chose to break the protocols, so that's more on him. It's kind of like, I get he's leading through three days, and he's going to win the final round, but you pull him, and that's kind of shitty to do. But at the same time, he knew the protocols. He shouldn't have been. But what's really shitty is his parents came over from Spain to see his their grandson for the first time, and they the whole family got COVID, so like the, I don't think the grandparents could even see the kid. Oh, real that yeah. yeah, that sucks. That sucks for him the personal life, not really the golf. Yeah, life, yeah, that still sucks. Um, and then also the PGA Tour also announced that they're going to be banning um, green reading materials. So according to a report, the PGA Tour will no longer allow green reading books beginning in the new season. Um, there's some comments from like uh, Player Adversary Council Chairman Rory McIlroy. I didn't even know he was the chairman. Yeah. <laughs> Roy's a man. I love Roy. But yeah. My favorite non-American golfer. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he said. I gotta, uh, <laughs> this is a great podcast. Just looking things up on our phones. Yeah. 
It should be a spinoff where we're just... Uh, it's, it's an outdated Lincoln bio. Uh, we, that'd be, that should be a spinoff of this show where the whole show we have no prep. <laughs> yeah, we're just looking shit up. We're, the whole time it's just a bunch <laughs> of like pauses where we're just looking things up. Uh, I mean, that's going to probably affect Bryson's game. He takes forever on the green. That's why a lot of people don't like him. Yeah. That's why I don't like him. And he has a little notebook he keeps around and does like math equations in it and is so stupid. Dumb, I'm sure it's going to affect him a little just bit. Play He's the probably game. I know. Eyeball it, and do that, your best. That's one of the reasons why Brooks and Bryson probably don't like each other. They're the mm-hmm. exact opposites. Where yeah. Bryson takes make uh, takes into account every blade of grass, every gust of wind. Yeah, he's a rain. He man takes type. forever. Yeah. He's a rocket scientist on a golf course. Mm. Then Brooks just doesn't give a fuck. He's, he's just a natural a, talent. He's just a natural talent. And on par my take, his first time on par my take, he said, "I wish golf got cut down to fourteen holes." Because I get bored halfway through every yeah. round. No. And and that's exact opposite. And that's why he probably doesn't like Bryson because he takes forever and slows down the pace. And he gets super annoyed. Then one thing led to another. And now they hate each other. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, I think, honestly, lowering it to 14 holes would kind of be good for the game in a way. I mean, no. I mean, I... cut it out. Yeah, but, I mean, it'd be more watchable. Yeah, but you can't just cut... It'd be more you, exciting. You can't just change a like, super old game by... Scores. You can't just cut a Super Bowl game four holes because it's know, boring man. to watch I, on TV. I think it's something you can flirt with. No, I think golf does a good job where, I mean, it, golf regardless, no matter what, how many holes there are, it's boring to watch because it's like uh, really quiet and they're approaching the green. Yeah. And it's, it's like calming. Uh, the, the shortening holes won't matter because they, it's not like they follow one group the entire time. They bounce around so you're nonstop watching people golf. So two thoughts. One. Have a tournament, a new tournament, where it's 14 holes, and see how it goes. Like the XFL of golf. But that was my follow-up tangent. <laughs> okay. Make an XFL-type league for XGA. golf. XGA. Where you can have, like, sponsors, yelling, like, crazy shit going on. Like Happy Gilmore-type. Kind of Happy Gilmore-type. You have, People like, those crazy, <laughs> You put Brooks and DeChambeau pairing together. You Give- do crazy shit. And you see how the ratings go. You, you, you allow the it. golfers to take a mulligan. But to take a mulligan, you have to shock on a white claw. No, you can't. You can't encourage the in, excessive in, drinking of alcohol. In the XGA, you can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, XFL was owned by the WWE originally, I, I'm just thinking which of literally one of the culture. best, one of the best wrestlers of all time, Stone Cold, who literally comes out and yeah. chugs two beers. I think that's diverting too far from what they would want. Yeah, but I'd love it. I'd watch weed. that. <laughs> so I can get really high. Smoke the greens on the green. But, uh, yeah, and then was there another sport we had? Oh, yeah, Lamar Odom beat yes. the shit out of Aaron Carter. Yes. Uh, Makes sense. There was a lot of fighting this weekend. There was the MMA uh, had a big event. I think mm-hmm. Nate Diaz lost. He That, that visual was crazy. He's covering blood. And yeah. he was, I thought he like won. <laughs> um, Nate Diaz lost. And then there was a TikTok versus YouTube battle royale. <laughs> Whereas basically uh, each matchup was a TikToker versus a uh, YouTuber, so which that was kind of boring. Yeah. But the one that got so far under the radar was Lamar Odom fought Aaron Carter. Lamar yeah. Odom won, but Lamar Odom's like seven foot and Aaron Carter's like <laughs> six foot, maybe 5'11". Obviously he's going to lose, but it's basically two crackheads, recovering crackheads fighting. It's like, boom, boom. I put him in the hoop. Like, damn, damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lamar Odom obviously Did won. Did you see the whole Bryce Hall versus... Uh... Was it the, was it one of the Phase Clan members or something like that? I, I think so. Yeah. I didn't see. I think Bryce, I just, uh, Bryce so, Hall lost. I know that. Yeah, yeah. So like, I just found that funny because the whole like pre-fight, he was like pumping himself up. He's like, yeah, like you know, I've been fighting for a while now. I'm like practicing boxing, things like that. 
And then after the fight, when he lost, he was like, you know, I'm not like a professional fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, you were hyping yourself up as sure, earlier. I'm pretty sure he said yeah, he won like 40 street fights or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, he said something like that in the pre-fights. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, come on. You can't just like go back on your word like that. Absolutely. But, uh, all right. So let's take it over to uh, MLB then. Good miscellaneous sports section right there. Yeah, yeah. That was a solid little group. We had a combination of miscellaneous sports. Over in the MLB, though, the illegal substances saga continues. The league, as of June 21st, will allow umpires to check pitchers for substances during the games as much as they want. Good move, overall. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's going to take fucking forever, but... See, I'm... It's a good move, the PR handle, everything like this. I... We can get through the rest of the headlines before I give my opinion on the whole legal substance thing. So, I'll I'll just get through it first. Yeah, yeah, because there's... It's pretty much all relating to it. That's all... Just a quick... uh, uh, Warning, I guess. I don't know. Forewarning. Yeah, it's all all our MLB headlines are about that this week. Then Trevor Bauer is for the league checking, but checking, but thinks it is a knee jerk reaction to the substances becoming public, and says the league shouldn't have been sweeping another rug for years. I agree. Bauer also posts a video on Twitter of a ball sticking into his hand and asks followers if it was illegal or not. He said he achieved this stickiness with Rosen, which is the little bags on the mounds in his own sweat mixed together. Yeah, so Trevor Bauer, uh, he was all he's basically for the league putting these rules and regulations into the game. Mm-hmm. But he just said if they had a problem with it, they should have done this years ago, instead of ignoring the problem until the public was aware of it, then all of a sudden they went yeah. like, Oh crap, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll take care of this right now. And all of a sudden like that. Um, and the whole video went to show you like the other bearing like spider tack and sunscreen unless like literally the rules are because sunscreen is one of the substances they use to like get their grip do players can only use sunscreen when they're playing outdoors during a game day like they check that they 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 check if you have sunscreen on if you're indoors or obviously at night but like the only time the players can wear sunscreens outdoors during a day game tyler glass now is most likely out for a while with a partially torn ucl and he blames the mlb for not allowing him to use anything as cause for the injury Quote, I have to change everything. I truly believe 100%. That's why I got hurt. I'm frustrated the MLB doesn't understand. You can't just tell us to use nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. Quote. All right. So real quick, going back to Trevor Bauer thing, the video. So basically, is a video of him, his hand out, the ball sticking, just hanging there. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, is this legal or not? Put a pull underneath. And a lot of people it's like, said it's, yeah, legal. it's legal. A lot of people said it's, it's like 60-40, I want to say, the pull was. And it was uh, legal over illegal. Um, and he's like you said, he got the stickiness from Rosen, which is on every single mound. It's like the powdery bag that people put on their hands. Yeah. And then it's sweat. He mixed them together and it made a sticky substance. So basically he proved that even if they're banging stuff, you, pitchers can still use stuff to get grip. Mm-hmm. Um, and the glass now thing, I 100% agree with him. The reason he got hurt is because basically when they started banning all this stuff and taking all the grip stuff away, Tyler Glass now started experiencing soreness in his elbow. Then the next time he pitched, he ended up partially tearing his U- UCL. Um, and because he couldn't get a better grip on the ball, and it's harder to throw that way. And I'm on the team. I kind of teased a second ago. I'm on the team to let them use it. Um, obviously, there's certain things you can't use. But, like, like this has been a problem forever. It's not just a new mm-hmm. thing. Like, there's always been, like, checking for Vaseline on your on pitchers' brims and their gloves. But spider tack and all this other stuff, sunscreen – it gives the pitchers an unfair advantage. That's why people want it banned. Yeah. But at the same time, Neil Walker was on the fan recently, and he was saying he likes it better because as a batter, 
you have more the pitchers have more control where the ball goes, so it's less batters being hit and less situations like Kevin Pillar a couple weeks ago with the Mets, who got smashed in the face by a fastball. Yeah. So I'm for not banning everything. I think there should be one universally legal gripping something to grip the uh, ball with. You know. I can I can agree with that. I kind of I'm leading towards the side of just nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, they still, it's still not nothing. They still have that rosin. Yeah. And like Trevor Bauer proved, you can use rosin and sweat to get a better grip on the ball. Mm. So I think. I'm kind of with Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I'm, I'm for that. I'm for, as I just think the pitcher should be able to have some kind of advantage on gripping the ball. Yeah. Obviously, it's tough. It puts the batter at a disadvantage. But like Neil Walker said, it's kind of safer. When these guys are throwing hundreds of miles per hour, like over yeah, 100 they miles per hour, sometimes. It, it, if you don't have a good grip on the ball, then then that's like good luck, you know? Uh, and that's why a lot of times, I don't know if you just noticed when you watch a baseball game, how many balls they go through. Oh, yeah. It's because as soon as they start getting dirty and like worn out, mm-hmm. like, okay, this is hard to grip. We're going to give you a brand new one yeah. for the seams. Um, one thing quick about the gripping situation, I didn't know this. I heard this recently on part of my take or maybe another podcast. The reason they started pitchers started using stuff like that is because back in the day, the way the pitchers would get good grip on the ball is they'd give themselves callus, they'd turn into blisters, and they'd use the blisters as a little extra bump on the oh. seams to hold it. And then, they're, then the pitcher's like, fuck this, my hand's getting all destroyed. <laughs> my hand's fucked. Yeah, my hand's getting destroyed. So I, why don't Thanks we use like, this like, tar or something like that to get a better grip? So I, I thought that was interesting. I, never, I know that. Actually, it was an interview with Bobby Valentine, the old uh, MLB manager. Uh, okay. He said that. That's wild. I never knew that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but anything else for MLB? Yeah, I'm sure there was a bunch of stuff about the MLB, but when I was doing notes, it literally, this was the preface over everything it. else. This, yeah. this is like the biggest news from the MLB this past week. Um, all right, well, let's take it over to the NHL. So, um, Oscar Lindblom, Lindblom wins the Masterson Trophy. We talked about last week, it's basically like, not man of the year, but it's not charity. Mm-hmm. You know, like the next one's actually more about the charity stuff, but yeah. it's like, uh, he came back from cancer and he played the majority of the games mm-hmm. and it's a huge feat for him. So I'm glad he got, it, even though he's a flyer. Then Pekka Renee wins King Clancy trophy. Uh, this award is given annually to the player who exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice, who has made a significant humanitarian contribution to his community. So this is like the Walter Payton man of the year mm-hmm. for the NHL. Um, Pecker and A is most likely going to retire. I mean, he's almost 99.9% chance he's going to retire. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see him win something on the way out because he didn't really play that much this year. I think Saros was the main goalie in Nashville all year. Um, but Pecker and A, great, great career, and he's a great guy, so he deserved it. And then the Bruins are interested in re-signing Hall. Taylor Hall is that guy we talked about last week Yeah, who has a curse on him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Bruins are a better team. Then half the other teams that had the curse with them, so they should be okay. It's a big signing for the Bruins, but Taylor Hall, it, I mean, it sucks because I don't like the Bruins, and that's a good signing for them. So then the uh, Rangers hire ex Vegas coach Gerard Gallant. Yeah, so Gerard Gallant was the coach for the Vegas for the first three years in the league. Brought mm-hmm. them to the Stanley Cup their first year, and he most recently was the Canadian head coach that won World Championship recently, like a month ago or a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So he has a nice resume on him. Uh, whenever they fired their other guy, something I want to say Quinn or something like that, he I was very um, uh, I was very anti that move. I was very against that move because he literally brought a, the youngest team in the league on average to a, a basically position where they miss up playoffs because our division is just crazy. Mm-hmm. And he would have yeah. made any other division. Yeah, the realignment kind of fucked a lot of the East Coast teams. Yeah, because the Rangers were a great team under the, the guy they just fired. But at the same time, 
this seems like a good coach to bring in, especially for a young core. He has experience mm-hmm. coaching like a bunch of young guys, a bunch of teams that didn't think they can do shit. But obviously, like, an inaugural team, um, inaugural season for the Vegas, and they brought them to the finals. So I think it's a good signing for the uh, Rangers. I agree. But uh, so to the playoffs. Oh, one more. One more. One more. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, then the Hurricanes give Dougie Hamilton permission to talk to other teams. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in a couple weeks here. Um, the Hurricanes essentially said you can go out and start seeking teams now, even though you're not uh, technically it's not the time for it. But mm-hmm. the team gives you permission, you can. And this move essentially for the Hurricanes is saying that we are interested in a sign and trade. Okay. So if you find a team, we'll trade you them a sign and trade. Like we'll get someone back for it. And Dougie Hamilton's, I think, been with the Hurricanes his entire career. Yeah. So he kind of owes them. I heard the Flyers might be interested, which sucks. Obviously, it'd be great for the Pens, but I don't know what we'd have to give up for it. So, I am for maybe trying to find another cheaper option for defense. But Dougie Hamilton is a great, great add to any team. Um, but yeah, so the playoffs. Last time we recorded, it was the uh, Islanders versus the uh, Bruns, and they crushed the shit out of them. Yeah, they won it in six games. Yeah, so they won that game, and then the next day after recorded. The Golden Knights beat the Avalanche 4-2 in their series, mm-hmm. so they won. Dabs are up. Which Damn. means the yeah, your boys. And then that means the current round is the Lightning versus the Islanders and the Golden Knights versus the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Currently, the Lightning versus the Islander is tied at the series 1-1, and the Golden Knights have a 1-0 lead on the Canadians. I think they're playing tonight, right? Yeah, they are. So Do we have a score on that? Um, no, they're, probably, they're West Coast, so it'll probably be a little bit later. Like 10 o'clock or something like that. Um. Yeah, they yeah start at nine. it starts at nine. Yeah. Um. So two quick things about this about these series. One for the Vegas and Canadians. Um, which is so weird not saying conference finals because it's semifinals mm. now because of the division weird realignment. Three Eastern teams are in it right now. Fun fact: Montreal's an Eastern team, even though they played in Canada all year. Um, they did get permission to come over to America. Yeah. Um. So they're playing in America right now, and they are gonna have. 3,600 fans, even though I don't know what Montreal fans are in America. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal with that is. <laughs> All three of them. Uh, in the first game, the Vegas won 4-1, mm-hmm. and Flurry stood on his head. He had 28 out of 29 saves. Flurry's yeah. been killing it, dude. Yeah, I heard recently today from uh, my girlfriend's dad, who knows someone. Uh, basically, this this dude's wife was the babysitter Flurry's kids, and mm-hmm. they still text and everything. Like, the oldest daughter, Flurry, they just oh, gave her a rad. phone, and only a certain amount of numbers to be in the phone, and one of them is this woman yeah. from Pittsburgh. And um, he told me that talking to this guy, he thinks that Flurry doesn't want to come back to Pittsburgh ever, and he'll probably just try to stay with the Knights, and or if they don't want to re-sign him, he'll retire and become, like, a Knights coach. So that's just not um, – that's, that's rumors from Chelsea's dad, which he always has the craziest rumors – most of the time they'd miss, but we'll see uh, if that means anything. That hurts. No, the thing is, like, I think he was kind of upset, even though he's like nice and smiley to all the Pens yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. I think he's kind of upset they picked Murray over him and let him go. In the expansion. I feel that. Yeah. So he doesn't want to play. Basically, what he's saying is he doesn't want to play anywhere except for Vegas for the rest of his career. Fair enough. Um, and then from the other series, um, they were tied up one-one. Obviously, uh, Islanders won game one. And last night was game two, where the Lightning won. And there's two questionable calls in the game that really got people going. Mm-hmm. But one for each team, so kind of, in my mind, evens out. Yes, so yeah. The first one... It's the way they do it, usually. Yeah, the first one was, it was one nothing Lightning. And Braden Point from the Lightning was going towards the goal, uh, the Islanders' goal. 
And there's an obvious push from the back on an Islanders player, and Braden Point went flying into the goalie, took out the whole net, everything. Mm-hmm. Even though on paper, if you get pushed, if a player on one team pushes another team, and it doesn't count as goalie interference, but the rest totally dropped the ball there, gave the Islanders a power play, and Braden Point in the box, mm-hmm. and the Islanders end up tying it up on that power play. So that's a very controversial call right there. Then later in the game, when it's 2 2, the Lightning got the go-ahead goal, basically the game-winning goal, Yeah. even yeah. though there was too many men on the ice. There was obviously too many men on the ice. You watch replays, there's seven guys on the ice. Barry Trotz, the coach of the Islanders, was like bitching at the refs about it, mm-hmm. saying, come on, what are you doing? And the refs didn't overturn it. They counted the goal, and the Lightning went on the win. So two really controversial calls in game two. Look for the rest of the series to be like looked at with a magnifying glass from the refs. The Islanders are surprising the shit out of me. Honestly. I'm honestly rooting for them right now, even I, though they took us out. I kind of am, too. Uh, Vegas overall for me, however. Yeah, Vegas overall. Out of our side of the bracket. I'm, if it was Islanders and Knights, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I still think the Lightning are going to win. I Hopefully not. I hate the Lightning. I just think that I just think they're fortunate because their team came back healthy. Yeah, I, I, I saw a headline. I didn't write it down. I'm kind of mad at that. Kucherov for the Lightning. He's obviously one of the guys who had that uh, weird salary cap thing. Mm-hmm. They kind of like the loophole. Yeah. And someone bitched at him. Like someone from the Hurricanes said something about it. And he's basically called him out saying, what you're doing is the same thing. I forget the whole story. I'm, I'm mad I didn't write it down. It's all right. But uh, anything else for NHL? No. All right. Let's take it over to the NFL. So um, we'll start at the Steelers, the Lawyers. First up, Devin Bush expects to be 100% for training camp. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then Steelers Offensive Coordinator Canada plans to lean on Roethlisberger. Quote, we're going to do what Ben wants to do. Nice. I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. Matt Canada, I'm very, I'm very, high hopes for him. I do too. I think he's going to do great for the Steelers offense. I mean, honestly, think about it. Like, throughout the years, more recent years than like former for Ben, whenever like he doesn't agree with the offensive coordinator and kind of does his own thing, it works. Mm-hmm. And like that's where we get big plays or like long drives that win games. Yeah. So I think this is a great move for uh, the offensive coordinator. I I, I love the trust. Hundred mm-hmm. um, yeah, percent. Before we get too. to the next headline, I found the Kucherov thing. So Dougie Hamilton from the Hurricanes was really upset because they lost to the Lightning, obviously, and he claimed that like it's BS because they're over eighteen million dollars over the cap. And Kucherov just responded, "I don't make the rules." <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't, I, you they, can't blame him. Exactly. You can't, like, shit on Kucherov for yeah, just literally doing with it. It's a loophole in the rules. Mm-hmm. That's something on the league. Right. <clears throat> Sorry, continue with the NFL. No, you're good. Then the uh, Ravens defensive end, Calais Campbell, is contemplating retirement after the 2021 season. Thank God. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, I don't think he's that old. I think it's one of those, like, I don't want to risk my body. For football yeah. retirements, you know. Yeah, who who did the one time? He wasn't on the Steelers at the time. It was uh, Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he after he went to the San Fran, he retired super young. <clears throat> then, uh, he's uh, thirty four. Plays Campbell. That's yeah, old for D line. Yeah, a little bit, but you could definitely keep playing for another year or two. Um, and then Todd Gurley is also visiting the Ravens. Oof, I don't like that. I don't hate it. Could, I mean, he's could make a be... mess of their backfield. Yeah, but he's going to be just basically filling in for the Mark Ingram. Yeah, gap that when Ingram went to Houston. I know, I know we say this all the time, but what a fall from grace. <laughs> I saw something the other day on Twitter. It was the worst possible running back 
It was Le'Veon Bell's decisions in the offseason. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell's rapping was one. <laughs> Todd Gurley's knee. Uh, Melvin Gordon's ability to hold out. Eddie Lacy's stomach. <laughs> and then there's one other thing. It was so funny. And then, um, so over to the Bears, Matt Nagy re- reiterates that Andy Dalton will be the Bears' starter week one. Says Justin Fields will be number two. I, I like this move. I've been saying I like this move. I know a lot of people aren't big on it. I like it. I honestly think this is going to be like a week two start for Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't want to keep referencing. Week three latest. Yeah, I don't want to keep referencing part of my take all the time, but yeah. like the normal podcast besides ours I listen to. They were had Will Compton on yeah. today. The guy plays, he's free agent right now. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they're, they're talking about, um, about this whole thing. No, there's one talking to Jay Cutler about this. Ah, okay. And he's also on the show today. And Jay Cutler says kind of what I'm saying. It's oh, Jay like, Cutler was on today? Yeah. I'm going to have to watch Is that. Jay Cutler, Will Compton, and the Suns and Four guy, which we'll get to in the NBA. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, Jay Cutler basically said what I'm saying is Andy Dalton can, if you put a good team around him, he can win you a game or two, and he's a good, like, it's good to see Justin Fields. Obviously, he's a good enough ability to play at this level, but you basically give him time to kind of adapt to everything and learn instead of just throwing a rookie quarterback out there who doesn't know anything like how the, the league is played. You kind of have to – that's a Patty Mahomes uh, model, and I think that more teams should do that. If you get an amazing rookie quarterback, you should start the other guy first for the first couple of weeks. The Tyrod, Ty, Tyrod Taylor yeah. method, you know. The, the Tyrod method. Yeah. And, I, and Jay Cutler basically said the same thing that I'm saying. Was I think Andy Dalton's not the absolute worst. You could be, you could have way worse starting week one. And obviously Justin Fields is the guy moving just, forward. It's just you got to give him time. He looked bad on the Cowboys, though. Yeah, but the Cowboys <laughs> also had a worse team than. The and he picked Bears. it up at the end of the season, but we're not anticipating him to be starting that long. Yeah, definitely not. So like, I feel like he's just going to be so bad that Bears fans are just going to be like, bring him out, bring him out, bring mm-hmm. Fields out, which will do? happen. It will happen, and I think like that'll be like a week two, week three. Yeah, I agree. Um, Derek Carr comes out and says, "I will probably quit football if I had to play for somebody else other than the Raiders." Do you buy or sell that? Give me one second here. What do you do? Buy or sell? So me personally, I'm selling that dude. There's no. I mean, do you think he really retires? I mean, if he goes to another team, he's not going to be a starter, I don't think. No, absolutely not. He'll be a backup. And I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like he's going to kind of Cam Newton it. Where like he's he should he could probably be a backup, but he's going to go for the starting job and just be horrible. Yeah, so his total career earnings is 72 million dollars. Oh. That's a good. That's a good stat to look at. Yeah, that's why I wanted to look at because yeah. if he has enough money, and he's has like a name that if he really did not, the Raiders they won't move on from him, and he chose not to play for another team because like you said he might be like a not a starter, not the yeah. guy for the next team. You could just retire. His brother David is an analyst. I'd hate if both cars were analysts. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> it's so you, much. you can still, he has enough money <laughs> saved up. And yeah. He, can, he has a way to make it a living afterwards. Mm-hmm. I don't 100% buy, I don't 100% buy, but I definitely don't sell. I, maybe, I guess, but, ugh, I'd hate to see Derek Carr doing broadcast. I know, that stupid chin strap. Yeah. And then two attack of Leo. Throws Tagovailoa. Five, Tagovailoa throws five interceptions in minicamp practice. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. So, granted, the beat reporters say that it was during a monsoon-like weather, 
down in Florida, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Could could throw some uh, explanation onto it. Uh, the coach emphasized though that they wanted to be aggressive and push the ball downfield. They wanted to like reiterate that with Tua. Yeah. So I get that, but five interceptions, man, that's that's scary. Well, this is getting it done with now in mini camps and not during the games. Yeah, but I mean, he's got to turn this shit around fast. Absolutely, a hundred percent. It's definitely alarming if you're a Dolphins fan. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's the end of the world. You know. Yeah, like like you said, the beat reporter said it was like awful weather. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Obviously, you gotta get used to that because some places you play could be snowing or monsooning, mm-hmm. and you're still gonna be playing. But at the same time, if you're saying Flores is saying he wants to be aggressive and he's trying to be aggressive, but yeah, it's bad weather. Because obviously, during the games like that, they're not gonna be aggressive. <laughs> they're yeah. gonna be kind of quiet on the offensive side. Um, so I don't think this is the end of the world, but mm-hmm. definitely bad look. Then uh, the Madden 22 cover debate. So Madden 22 cover still has not been announced. The games usually drop in August. Yeah, it's so August have, 13th or something like that. So the big rumor is that Rodgers was intended to be the cover athlete, mm-hmm. but because of his whole pissy attitude, mm-hmm. they, they don't know what to do. It's like, it's like when 2K had Kyrie on the cover and he yeah, had the Cavs, yeah, yeah. and they, they stopped production of that cover and switched <laughs> to the Celtics. But uh, so right now the Vegas odds for the Madden cover are Rogers eleven to two, Derrick Henry six to one, Travis Kelsey fifteen to two, Aaron Donald fifteen to two as well, Tom Brady seventeen to two, Dalvin Cook nine to one, Devontae Adams nine to one, and Diggs thirteen to one. I think it'll be Derrick Henry. Obviously, is the best. Think Derek, I think it's going to be Rogers still. Um, I just think they're waiting for a decision. Yeah, but it's me <laughs> super late by the yeah. time the decision happens. They might just say fuck it and throw it out there. Yeah, I mean it's a sh- it's gonna be a shit game anyways. That's what that's how Madden does. It. Oh yeah, my my one friend at work was talking about how he's excited for the new Madden. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I haven't been excited for a Madden in like maybe eight years. Hundred uh, percent agree. Like it's it's so bad. But uh, and then half of the NFL teams have fifty one or more players vaccinated for COVID nineteen. That's great. That is good. The other half have fifty or less. So. I feel like a lot of it, from what I read, was it's, like, a big drop-off after that number. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Washington football team, like, nobody really has it. Yeah. And I think Ron Rivera's, like, calling in uh, vaccine- vaccination experts <laughs> to, like, meet with the team. And, explain like, why you explain should. Explain why you should. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't know. They're trying to do everything they can. But the NFL is still going to happen full force. Regardless. I mean, Regardless. Last year. It did last yeah. year. Yeah, all, all it's honestly more on the teams now to make sure their guys are vaccinated because the league's gonna happen regardless. Or adhering to protocols. Yeah, I mean the league's gonna, the league's gonna happen regardless. Uh, they're basically gonna say, do you want to go through all this protocol shit again? Do you want to risk not playing in a couple weeks because mm. of protocol, or do you just want to get vaccinated and get it over with? Yeah, yeah. Then the Jets and wide receiver Jamison Crowder have reworked their contracts to keep Crowder for the next season. Good move for them. I'm say you got Zach Wilson. I think it's a great move. I mean, you got Zach Wilson there now, and then you got uh, they just signed that receiver um, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you got J- Corey Davis, James Crowder. Not horrible one too. Not a horrible one too. And then the good running, that solid running back, <clears throat> solid Perrine. running back, yeah, Perrine. So eh, we'll see. They'll probably be horrible. But. I mean, it, it's it's a process. You got to trust the process. <laughs> then uh, Jonathan Joseph, the longtime cornerback, retired after 15 seasons in the NFL. And the Eagles signed former quarterback, 49ers quarterback, Nick Mullins. Good depth. 
Good depth for them. I think that's a good move. Especially because... Nick Mullins had some great games. Uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't have an injury. <coughs> like, history really that he had... It hurt. He got hurt in Alabama. That's why two was yeah. like over. Um, but he's a mobile quarterback, so you always got to have like, a solid backup. Mm-hmm. Nick Mullins isn't a great starter or great quarterback by any means, but he's proven the last couple of years that if you, in a pinch, you need him, he can like do stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then Le'Veon Bell is mad at Andy Reid. He says, quote, I'll never play for Andy Reid again. I'd retire first. So Le'Veon, he's essentially mad because he was underutilized in Kansas City. So first off, do you buy or sell what Le'Veon Bell's saying? Yes, I buy it because he's he's a weirdo. He's yeah, yeah. Set in his ways. He definitely doesn't want to play for Andy Reid again. Do you see him being signed anywhere else or offered anywhere else, though? It's going to be tough. I don't think he will. I think if he does, it's going to be a contract that he probably wouldn't want, but he realizes that I have to do something. Yeah, yeah, because my rap career is not taking off. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's a rough look to complain about a coach and no one's ever complained about ever. Mm. Uh, I think I saw a tweet right when this broke with Andy Reid just sleeping on a bus, like Andy (laughs) Reid reacting to Le'Veon Bell news. Um, I mean, he, he was underutilized. He was hurt for a little bit there. And what do you expect? Like, you sign a one-year deal just to come in for a year and, and try, to win a Super try to win a ring and then move on from there. <coughs> Le'Veon Bell's career is done. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the fan, Philip Pony and Chris Muller, mm-hmm. uh, and they're talking about this a little bit. And they brought uh, – Philip Pony, I think, asked Muller the question, like, do you think Le'Veon Bell, if he signed the Steelers contract, he'd still be, like, productive? No. And he said uh, – for like until this season, this would be at the beginning of the drop off. Yeah, maybe. Eh. I just I don't see it, dude. I can't I can't see him doing good anymore. I mean, and you're gonna unless he goes to the Bucks. Yeah, that's like the only other option or the Browns. Yeah, because ugh. the Browns don't need him. He'd be his third. They would get no reps there either. Yeah, unless they somehow lost Kareem Hunt and they're like, yeah, yeah Le'Veon. Okay. But yeah, like, I think he'll be a midseason signing somewhere if he gets. Yeah, signed. it won't be off season. Um, it's just so bad. <laughs> it'd be interesting to see him in an offense like the Chargers. Ah, behind Eckler. Maybe they have some decent backups though. Yeah, and they got a lot. Those backups got a lot of time last year because Eckler was out. Mm-hmm. So I think they're pretty viable. Um, the, the downfall of Love's career is that holding out shit. Yeah, dude, he wasted his prime years well, holding only, out and then playing for the shitty Jets. Not only holding out, but just taking a year off. Yeah. It's one thing to hold out, but then to actually go and take the whole year off. During your prime. During your prime. Which running backs have a short shelf life anyways. Exactly. Exactly. And then he just comes back in the league and he thinks he's going to tear it up. And no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was all I have for NFL. Anything you want to throw in? Last I don't believe so. All right. Then let's take it over to NBA. Later he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right. NBA playoffs still going on. Right now we're watching Philly versus Atlanta. Uh, it's beginning of the third. Philly got like a 21-point lead right now. 24-point lead. Stick a fork three. in them. They're done. Joel Embiid with a three. Dude, I did, I've been doing parlays, like same-game parlays lately. <coughs> yeah. uh, I, th- I think I told you about the Julius Randle missing one point. That's why I lost that. Mm-hmm. The other day... Uh, Royce O'Neal from the Jazz won three away. I would have won three hundred dollars on a five dollar bet. Uh, Tobias Harris two assists and Shake Milton more bucket. I would have won one hundred and seventy on a five dollar bet. And uh, Seth Curry won three and 
Uh, Herder won three. I would have won like 250. Shit. All one night. It sucked. <laughs> That's rough, man. I, know. I mean, I didn't lose much money because they're all $5 bets, but at the same mm. time, I'm getting so close on them. Oh, it would been great. All right. Let's get into some quick headlines, and we're going to get into the NBA announced their all teams first, second, third, and all team defense first and second. Obviously, we got some D3s, and then we're going to get some playoff talk at the end here. So, start off the headlines. Stan Van Gundy is out in New Orleans. Uh, the Pelicans and the head coach decided to part ways. And he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. Um, I know you were a big advocate. Of this is an awful signing. It was so bad. The second it happened, I was like, this is just a moronic move. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's it happens. Uh, but he's out there. Another coaching change is going to be coming in the East. The Wizards and Scott Brooks decided to part ways. Mm-hmm. Scott Brooks, obviously not the worst coach. The Wizards just kind of needed new refreshing. So he's out there ready to go. Um, and with that being said, let's get into some uh, quick uh, interviewing uh, process going on for some of the vacancies. The coaching carousel. J- Jason Kidd, yeah, coaching carousel. Jason Kidd is interviewing with the Magic. Eh. Um, obviously, Jason Kidd, I think that's a better role for him personally than taking on a team that's pretty solid already. He's got to a rebuilding team. Um, he's definitely not a great head coach, but with a I rebuilding think, team, he at least has some slack. I think he's better off on a contender like super team. Just get his resume built a little bit more. Yeah, like a Steve Nash I, situation. Like a Steve Nash, Ty Lue, he's in that book too. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think for like redeeming himself type stuff, because he's not going to get the interviews for these big head coaching jobs mm. because. He had a lot of poor track record with the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. So he kind of needs to like do something with the Magic or a team like that to kind of bounce back. Um, another one's Becky Hammond, the uh, the assistant for Pop for all those years. She's interviewing with the for the Magic as well, and the Blazers. Um, so that's gonna be interesting if she gets a Blazers job. That'd be a really big. Uh, oh, is that Pop's girl? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So if she gets a Blazers job. That'd be kind of sweet because. Um, mm-hmm. Because she, she, she'll basically get a full responsibility of a winning caliber team. So yeah. that'd be interesting to see how that pans out. I think she'll be a good head coach. Honestly. I think she will too. Pop wouldn't be grooming her for all this time for nothing. I know. Like he, like she's right-hand woman for like one of the greatest coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like It's like the Belichick coaching tree, essentially. Yeah, like exactly. You're going to get the same thing you get from Pop with her. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, moving away from the coaching headlines, LaMelo Ball won Rookie of the Year. Uh, so I called that. I didn't find the clip like I did. I was going to. But I called it during the draft. As soon as he got drafted number two, I said, Timberwolves should have got LaMelo. He's going to be Rookie of the Year. Obviously, Anthony Edwards came close second. Hall- uh, Halliburton came in uh, third, I think. Yeah, I mean, if Anthony Edwards did that all year, he would have won in my opinion. And the fact that LaMelo Ball got hurt and then came mm-hmm. back, that really solidified him yeah. as Rookie of the Year. Uh, Pascal Siakam is going to be out for five months after getting shoulder surgery. Damn. Yeah, so Damn. five months from like right now. we got July, August, September, October, November. He's going to be into the new season when he comes back mm-hmm. finally. Um, well, skip ahead to that. The NBA did announce the next season starts October 19th. Okay. So he Siakam for five months. He'll probably be around like the first month then he'll come back. I'm thinking after Christmas. Yeah, I, that could be. If you want because to they'll sure probably you. be horrible, and they'll probably just not play him like JJJ. Yeah. Just keep holding, keep holding, keep mm, holding. Keep hold the line. Hold, hold the line. line. Uh, hold the door. Hold the door. Another injury update. Spencer Dinwiddie. I was going to put this with the playoff news, but I thought this is better off here. 
Spencer Dinwiddie, who was already ruled out for the season for the Nets, there is a possibility he may come back if the Nets reach the finals. If the Nets get wow. to the finals, that's huge for depth. Um, obviously, we'll get into some other injuries on the Nets coming up soon. That's what they need right now. They absolutely need depth right now, and if Dinwiddie can come back to the finals, that'd be huge for the Nets. Screw him. Uh, Not Dinwiddie, but the Nets. Yeah. Three more headlines before we get into the all teams. Uh, Jimmy Butler announced that he will not be playing for USA Team USA in the Olympics. Oh no! Uh, Joker said he will not play for Serbia during the Olympics. He's playing for USA. Let's go. <laughs> the Jamaican, like uh, <laughs> uh, Patrick Ewing, he's yeah. from Jamaica. Be played for USA. Um, but t- three players who did commit themselves to Team USA is Jason Tatum, Draymond Green, and Damian Lillard. So they all announced they will be playing. All right, we in the won. Olympics. <laughs> uh, Alrighty, just those three alone. Those yeah, three alone. You put on Marcus Smart with them, they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <clears throat> Tatum, Draymond, Lillard in, Butler out, Joker out for Serbia. Um, let's get into the all-team NBAs. They got announced this past week. I'll go through each each team, and then you. We're gonna talk about some stops here. Um, so first, all-team NBA. You got Steph. You got Luca. You got Kawhi. You got Giannis, and you got Joker. Yeah. Those are all people in the MVP race, so I got to get that. Yeah. Uh, second team, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, LeBron James, Julius Randle, and Joel Embiid. Yeah. Fair. Uh, and lastly, third team, Kyrie Irving, ah. Bradley Beal, Paul yeah. George, ah. Jimmy Buckets, and Rudy Gobert. Um, so notable snubs, Devin Booker. Is not on any team. Yeah, just like always. The Celtics Jays, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, yeah. didn't make a team. Uh, James Harden didn't make a team. Uh, Russell he, Westbrook. He was hurt a lot. Yeah, Russell Westbrook didn't make a team after he broke the triple-double double record. Mm-hmm. I think you should at least put him on third team. Yeah. And I'd take him off for, uh, for uh, what was it? who's the other one I scoffed at with Paul George? Uh, Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely take off Kyrie for Russell. Demar Rosen, he had a killer yeah, year. Yeah, he did have a killer year. Zach Levine, we're getting nitpicky, but yeah, yeah, I get that. It's um, tough, and it's tough. We say this all the time, but like, it's tough in the NBA nowadays because everybody's so fucking good. <laughs> like, you need a fourth team to make it truly fair. Oh because, yeah, because like you're gonna snub people each year. But Absolutely. I, I do think Paul George shouldn't be there, and I do think Kyrie shouldn't be there. I think Devin Booker deserves to be in the spot, at least their team. Yeah. I think Russ deserves it. Mm. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, I think those two definitely deserve it. I mean, Harden, even though he's hurt most of the year, there was a second part of the season where he was playing no, yeah, he's real minutes, yeah. and to the point where people said, I'm considering <laughs> him for MVP, even yeah. though he's been hurt so long, mm-hmm. he's considered for MVP. Um, KD missed a lot of time this year, mm-hmm. but he got snubbed. Um, that's another one I think you can possibly yeah. argue. I mean, you could argue it, but the injury's tough. Yeah. Um, okay, now defense. I mean, I haven't fancy, dude. He played like 24 games max. I haven't too. I haven't <laughs> too. Uh, All-team defense. First team, Ben Simmons. Yep. Drew Holiday. Yep. Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Of course. And Rudy Gobert. Of course. Yes. Uh, second team, Matisse Thibel. From the Sixers. He actually played really good defense all year. I have no idea who that is. He's like a second stringer. I, I, I trust you. Number 22. He's a, he's a uh, second stringer, but he off the bench. He's a great defense lockdown. Okay. Jimmy Buckets. Okay. He led the league in steals. 100% deserves it. <clears throat> Kawhi Leonard. 
obviously. That's mm. one of his biggest attributes. Bam out of bio. Yeah. 100%. He, I remember the one stack months ago, it was like Giannis and Bam had more blocks than X amount of people. I forget. Than Joel Embiid, obviously. Yeah. Um, the only something I can see is Anthony Davis, but he missed a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But he's great defensively all year. Andre Drummond, but he had the whole weird contract thing. Yeah, I, I can't put Drummond there. Um, obviously, Pat Beverly didn't play that much, so he didn't, he didn't get this he year. He got exposed in the Mavs series. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I can't really think of too many defensive people who got snubbed. Nah, nah, I don't think there's many snubs there. It's hard to pick for defense. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so those are the old teams they announced. Uh, I'm glad to see Jimmy Buckets make third team. And Bam. And defense. The defense, Bam and Jimmy made defense. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see some guys there. You got Julius Randle in the second team. Yeah. Um, but all right, deep three. Three good ones for you this week. Got LeBron. You got Calipari. And you got Luca. Uh, LeBron. All right, so LeBron, uh, it's basically LeBron versus the league right now. LeBron wanted to push back the start of the season. Uh, as you remember, whenever mm-hmm. the season, the quick turnaround between the bubble and now, he wanted more rest for people in the bubble, the teams in the bubble. So he wanted to push back the start time and give the guys more rest. But the league ultimately didn't do that and started the season in December around Christmas time. And now LeBron is blaming all the injuries that are popping up all season and especially in this postseason, which we'll get to a lot of injuries in the playoff talk, Mm -hmm. uh, on the fact that the league didn't push back the start time and the quick turnaround is the reason for the injuries. I have a couple tweets here from him. Uh, they all didn't list, want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just a part of the game. It's the lack. It's a lack of pure rim rest. Rest before starting back up. Eight, po- eight possibly nine All-Stars have missed the playoff games, uh, most in league history. This is the best time of the year for our league and the fans, but missing a ton of our favorite players, it's insane. If there's one person to know about know about the body and how it works all year round, it's me. I speak for the health of all our players, and I hate to see the many this many injuries this time of the year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all your favorite guys right now. Okay. So essentially, just not holding back at all. So LeBron has a PhD, and LeBron 2024. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is the gist I got from that. All right. All right. All right. Uh, no. Yeah. I hundred thousand percent agree with LeBron here. Um, obviously, he even put out the stats where it's most in league history. He he understands where the business part of the league, where the league wanted to get back up going so they get on a regular schedule and stuff. However, he no- he noted that this is a time of year what's huge for the game where everyone's watching the playoffs. And the fact that nine All-Stars or eight and nine All-Stars in the playoffs right now are injured and are missing games, mm-hmm. that's like just hurts the game overall. Um, and I agree with him saying that. Um, however, do you have another take on this? So I agree with the statement itself, but I don't agree with the tone he's making towards it because the league had to do this mm-hmm. because you had to come back to a time of normalcy and the best way to do it was to start the league sooner this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're going to sacrifice the playoffs and you know the health of the players for the, the all-stars deep in the game, but the end of the day, they're still going to get enough money to get by. Yeah. And they'll make tons of money next year, you know, back to normal mm-hmm. next year. If they kept delaying it and delaying it, it would have been two subpar years instead of one subpar year. 
Yeah, that's you true. Know? So, I, I, I don't know. Because you could have listened to LeBron and pushed it back, but you could you could also get back to normalcy by making less games. Mm-hmm. But that also affects kind of the whole season. I mean, they're still going to sell out the stadiums, you know what I mean? They're still yeah. going to get all that money. It's just the ratings aren't going to be as good. Yeah, whenever you have... And that's all you're really sacrificing. Yeah, we'll get into it, but when you have guys like Kawhi out, Kyrie out, Harden mm-hmm. out, those are the big ticket items that people watch games for. Yeah. If they're out, that definitely hurts the game overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you would arrest a little more, then maybe these guys would be hurt. I mean, all season, Joel dealt with injuries. He's playing at the tour meniscus. You had Anthony Davis and LeBron James both having injuries that held the Lakers back all season. Mm-hmm. You have... Every team has some kind of major injury that they deal with all season that could have maybe given more time rest, not been avoided. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with your – I agree with what you're saying with, like, if they're going to get back to normal next year and then this will all be, like, a 2021 thing, whatever. Yeah, it'll be like, whatever, COVID. Mm-hmm. It sucked. Get over yeah. it. Next year is going to be normal. Mm-hmm. So I, I get both sides here. Personally, I, I, I'd line with LeBron, not so much the league. But I get your whole point you're making, and I mean, and like I said, like they're still gonna they're they're still gonna sell out the arenas, mm-hmm. and this fi- the finals itself I think will still be a good matchup mm-hmm. because as long as it's not like injured teams going, mm-hmm. like if it's, I mean, assuming Chris Paul is back by the finals if they make it that far, the Suns healthy and like maybe the Bucks if they beat the Nets because the Nets are dealing with that injury problem now. Bucks Suns would be a sweet series to watch. Oh yeah, and I think that could go seven, and I think that'd be sweet for ratings. Yeah, definitely. But like you know, if it's a team like the Nets that goes and they're banged up, and the team maybe I don't know, there's no really well, it's Clippers. Maybe the Clippers, be the Jazz, yeah. you know. Yeah, maybe if the Clippers go, even though there's probably not a shot in hell, but if it's like Clippers Nets, it'll probably be like horrible ratings. Yeah, well, it'll probably be good ratings still because it's LA versus New York, but yeah, but with the product on four won't be as Crazy should be. Yeah. Um, all right. Calipari or Luca? Uh, Calipari. All right. So John Calipari, the uh, the head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats, is open to and making an NBA return. So this last stint, this came out recently, breaking news type, like a, yesterday, the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, his last stint as an NBA head coach, he went seventy two and one hundred and twelve over three seasons with the Nets. There are a lot of coaching vacancies right now in the NBA. We talked about them a couple seconds ago. The Magic, the Portland Trailblazers, Pacers, Wizards, Boston. Um, I believe that's it. Um, but if one of these teams would like to roll the dice and go for Calipari, uh, where do you think he would want to go personally, and which teams do you think would want him? I think the Celtics would be the best fit. Yeah. Because didn't Tatum play for Duke? You play for Duke, but not Kentucky. No, that's right. My bad. <laughs> I always get them mixed up. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it has but he m- did coach at UMass, so that's kind of in the area, if I get that. Yeah, and they're used to, like, a former college coach. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Brad, Brad Stevens and him might have a good rapport, and I feel like that could be a good dynamic moving forward. That's a good point about the college coach thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. I they're used to that, that concept, and I feel like it'll be a good transition for them. Yeah. I just think it'd be the best fit. Instead of him, if he he can't go to a horrible organization because then it'll just be more of the same. Yeah, like he has to go to somebody that can possibly contend. And absolutely, and I think out of the list of play, teams, like you have to go towards like Trailblazers, you can't, or Boston, Trailblazers, Boston, maybe even Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really go to the Magic. You can't really go. I don't think Indiana is a bad move either. Yeah, yeah, Pelicans being interesting with Zion. You get Levert healthy. 
And then uh, Miles uh, Turner. Yeah. Healthy. I think Pelicans be interesting with Zion because he's fresh out of college still. They have a lot of young guys. They kind of get the whole – they played – Ingram and Zion, the two best players in Pelicans, played for Coach yeah, K. Yeah. I, I just think – oh, wait, Zion played for Coach K? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then that would be good. I mean, not not Calipari, Coach Oh, Duke. Yeah. See, I always get them mixed up. Yeah, no, but at the same time – They're both blue and white. They both Coach Ks, and it kills me. It's a Calipari. But, uh, I mean, I think with Zion, dude, they just got to get like a uh, – Experienced coach, a vet coach. Which Calipari brings out to the table. He has. But success. like in the NBA. Yeah, I get that. I don't think a college coach is the way to go for him. I, I think Calipari, if he went to the NBA, he'd be great. Again, mm-hmm. after the first stint was with the shitty Nets team after they made that uh, finals yeah, run. And they had nobody. And they had nobody. Uh, I, think, I think if you put him on a team, he'll do good, but you have to put him in the right situation. Because mm-hmm. if he goes to like, the team like the Magic and they suck as a rebuilding. He might say, screw this, I'm going back to college. Yeah, exactly. Um, one uh, thing I was thinking about was it's not a vacancy technically, but I was thinking if the Timberwolves, so the Timberwolves fired their coach halfway through the season and mm-hmm. hired this guy named Chris Finch. They seem like they're rolling with Chris Chris Finch for a little bit here, uh, but I think Cal Party would do really good in Timberwolves because no one can really see figure out how to use Cat. Cat's been great. They've never been mm-hmm. good, though. Yeah. Even though he's been great. The last time Cat was on a good team was in Kentucky with Calipari. Yeah. So I think if somehow Calipari can get in there and kind of unlock what's going on with Cat, that would be a good move. The only problem is that they have a head coach. I, yeah. I personally, if I Timberwolves, I'd say I'd rather have Calipari over this guy. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not an open spot right now. So that would be something like harder to get happen, you know? No, that's a good take, yeah. I mean, all the players who played in Kentucky for Calipari – Love Calipari. He's mm. one of those coaches, a big, a big player coach. I mean, his whole he's the only coach of like the big Power Five, like blue bloods of the NCAA, who embraced the one and done deal, mm. which a lot of the players loved. The, his whole he knows he told all these players going into it, you're only here, and so you can get to the league. So I'm not gonna be like a coach K where I want you to stay for four years and mm. ruin your chances at the NBA so we can win championships. It's like a if you all come play, play your hardest, you'll get in the league, and we could also win. Mm, yeah. Um, so his players love him, and I'm just thinking of teams with his players on it. Obviously, the Lakers with AD, that won't happen. Um, obviously, you have Devin Booker, Monty Williams to kill this. Is not, yes. That's not going to happen. Cat, mm. I don't know. <coughs> John Wall, uh, Bledsoe, these guys are all older, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think that is a good move, mm-hmm. but I think the Celtics would be the best move for him. Yeah, unless the Timberwolves do that. If the Kings decide to fire Luke Walton, uh, <laughs> another one of those. Yeah, yeah. He Darren De'Aaron Fox boy. played for Calipari mm-hmm. in Kentucky. That'd be a great matchup there. So I I'm a obviously I'm a pit guy. We want the pit. Um, I'm a big pit basketball guy. But since pit basketball wasn't sucking the last couple of years, I shifted in high school to liking Kentucky also. Mm-hmm. So this would kind of suck as a Kentucky guy to lose Calipari. But yeah. at the same time, I always cheer for Kentucky players in the league. And I would cheer for, as long as he doesn't go to like the Celtics, I'd be like, yeah. All right, come on. Come on, Cal. You got this. Oh, by all means, I don't want him to go to the Celtics. But mm-hmm. I'm just thinking from his standpoint. Oh, yeah. From that's the organization I, standpoint, yeah, they're looking for a head coach. That's where I'd want to go. They need a good head coach. They can't roll the dice on like a first-time <laughs> head coach, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
All right, and last deep three is the Mavericks fear that Luka won't sign long-term due to the differences with front office executive Bob Valgris. V-O-U-L-G-A-R-I-S. Vulgris. Vulgris, okay. <laughs> He's Vulgris. Uh, Vulgris, so just a quick background on Bob Vulgris. He, I think, was a gambling guy. And in 2018, <laughs> uh, Cuban brought him into the front office to kind of use like gambling analytics and stats to like, help further the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's been some little controversy between him and Luca. So back in the 2020 draft, this past draft, Apparently, he was swaying the team's ideas of certain players. Um, I forget the players' names. Um, and that kind of messed with the starting rotation throughout the season. And basically said to Rick Carlisle, like, try this, try that. We draft this guy for a reason, try that. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. So that's like strike one. Okay. Um, strike two, in February, there's probably more than three strikes, but we'll just get through mm-hmm. three strikes here. At a game in February, Luca got upset over a turnover that happened. And from the sidelines, Bob was yelling, calm down, Luca, calm down. And Luca just turned and uh, yelled, don't fucking tell me to calm down. <laughs> so that was a strike two. Like They had a little spat in February. Yeah. And then another incident, I think around April, uh, the Mavericks were losing to the Knicks by 10. Mm. And a minute left, and Bob got up and just went to the locker room. And Luca saw that. And he was pissed that he gave up on the team for the last minute. Obviously, they weren't going to come back. Mm, but it's like, yeah. we, we win together, we lose together, you stay here. And as soon as you go back to the locker room, he started ripping into Bob. And, like, just cussing him out in front of the entire team, in front of the coaches. And just went at him. So these two do not like each other. Um, last week, Luca said he's committing to signing the extension this next this upcoming offseason and staying with the Mavericks through his extension. However, a lot of Mavericks executives think, if this guy sticks around and Luke doesn't like him, he mm-hmm. won't sign. He won't be there long term after this extension. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're Mavericks, uh, do you? If you're Cuban, do you just get rid of this guy and keep Luca happy, or do you kind of be like, well, we kind of need him for things. You guys got to work it out and hope for the that Luca like works it out. So it's a little bit of both because I don't think the Mavericks' problems are this guy. Mm-hmm. I think they'd need that third banana. I think they need to move Porzingis, get a different second banana. Mm-hmm. And then if with those, if they have those pieces and they're still not making it, then yeah, it's his fault. Yeah. But he, and then the other side of the fence is like, what has he done for the team? You know, mm-hmm. they're not doing anything, but like, so he can't be that valuable. So yeah, he can't be that valuable to the point where you can't like get rid of him and just keep your golden boy happy. Yeah. And also though, I'm kind of worried about Luca's like attitude. Okay, that's gonna be. I have two follow-ups, and that was me one of them. Yeah, like because we already talked about the uh, in previous episodes about his uh, technicals and all that. Yeah, and like getting fouled a lot, and you know, causing uproar on the court. And with this on top of that, it's kind of like, do you really want him to be? I mean, he has the talent, obviously, to be mm. your number one guy and a franchise player. But do you really want him to be? Yeah. It sounds like you might be kind of cancerous. Yeah, that's what. Okay, it's my one first follow up was gonna be with the with all the ejections and technicals, mm-hmm. and on top of that, him and Luca, I mean, him and KP don't seem to get along. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, someone in the front office and him don't get along, and people are afraid he's not gonna sign. Is he obviously Luca is a generational talent, and you want to keep him, but at the same time, mm-hmm. is he is he a problem? Yeah, is, does he need exactly. to kind of be sat down and be like? I mean, the, see, the problem is he's super young still, and he kind of got. 
pushed into this face of a franchise super mm-hmm. young, and that probably fucked with him. <laughs> a little you bit, know? yeah. So he's kind of thinking, like, I'm the guy. Who do you think you are? I am. Like that one boy. You just missed the bet boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think you got to look at Luca and be like, hey, we're a team here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're the face of the franchise, but we're a team. You got to cooperate with KP. You got to cooperate with this guy in the front office. You got to yeah. cooperate with everybody. Then everything will start working when everyone's on the same page. You have to open yourself to the needs of the team, mm-hmm. even if they don't necessarily mesh with what you think. Exactly. For the time being. Because he's young. He's not like. If he had like three more years under his belt, I'd be full on with Luca. He's like 26, 27. He's doing this shit. Then yeah, like, then I'd be full team Luca. But I think there might be some cause for some concern here. I agree. And then my second follow up to after that was do you see Luca being a Mavericks lifer still? Or do you think that from everything we just said, that he might be signed as an extension than moving on? I think he'd be moving on, but after the Giannis thing, I don't know. He might just stay. I mean, he seems like going into... I mean, if he's before, got Cuban wrapped around his finger, why would you leave? Oh, yeah. Cuban yeah. loves Luke. He's fucking exactly. rid of him if he doesn't have to. Yeah, if you can get whatever you want there, mm-hmm. and you're fine with not winning until... I mean, maybe you get those pieces, but maybe just stay then. Before all this whole season, all this drama surrounding Luca had popped up... I would have said 99.9%, yes, Luke is a lifer. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm kind of saying it's like lowering to like 60%. Yeah. He's a lifer because of all this stuff that's happening. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So we'll, we'll have to sit, stick around and see um, what comes. The, what, the, what brought my attention to this whole story in the first place is obviously Heat Twitter popping off. Mm-hmm. Luca, Luca's unhappy. Photoshops <laughs> him in a Heat jersey. It's not gonna happen. No, no way. That's not. why I, I I posted on our Instagram, Twitter, a picture of a video of Donnie from Wild Thornberry's and blah, 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 blah. and and uh, I said that's a Heat fan. Anytime a superstar is unhappy, they're game. <laughs> that's a hundred percent first thing I thought of. All right, let's get into playoff talk. I'm gonna go through all the matchups and see what's going on. Yeah. So first off the top, Suns and four guy. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously the Suns swept the the Nuggets. We'll get into a couple other things about that, but first I want to talk about this Suns and Four guy. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He, he uh, if you didn't see the video, it went viral. Everyone saw it. He basically was so he is a, from Phoenix. Okay. But he lived in Denver for the last ten years. He was at the Nuggets game wearing his Sun stuff, and apparently from I heard him on multiple interviews so far because mm-hmm. he was on a bunch of Barstool podcasts. Yeah, he's cloud chasing. Yeah, he so he said everyone in the section, it was all playful, like, haha, see you later, guys. And everyone's like, haha, yeah, 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 whatever, screw you, guy. Uh, but these two guys wearing matching Jamal Murray jerseys behind them, which is a ridiculous move. Mm. Like, say me and you went to a game, and we had the same jersey on, I'd be like, dude, you gotta go change. Yeah, <laughs> we're not wearing, we're not rolling wearing the same jersey. Like, go get a Joker jersey, like one of you. But anyway, these two guys wearing Jamal Jer- Murray jerseys. Started picking a fight with him because, I guess, near the end of the game, he was like, I'll see you guys later, ha-ha, and everyone's, like, laughing about it. And uh, these guys behind him started getting really pissed about it. Dumped a beer on him and then started, like, grabbing his jersey like, aggressively. Yeah. And this guy turned around. He had, Apparently, this guy had fake chain. He grabbed his fake chain and wasn't moving and just started blowing, like, punches <laughs> at him. Then the other guy, he broke off and the other guy came in and this guy grabbed the other guy and started throwing punches at him. Basically, two versus one and the Suns got one. And as those guys were leaving and his game fight was getting broken up, the best shot of the whole video, he just went, Suns in four! Suns in four! Because <laughs> it's like um, game three or something like that, or game yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. So they started calling, Suns in four! 
And uh, that's why I went viral. Everyone said Suns and four, and the Suns ended up winning <clears throat> force. And then he started getting a bunch of attention. Like, Devin Booker was, like, tweeting out, like, I need to find this guy. I got to get in <laughs> contact. Obviously, part of my take and the Dave Portnoy show both pat him on mm-hmm. to talk about it. And uh, on part of my take, I was listening to it today. Apparently, he's in contact with Devin Booker's people. And Devin Booker wants to bring him to the rest of the series games yeah. in Phoenix. That's um, great. But this guy's so funny. He's like he's like our age, so he's like kind of like goofy. <clears throat> yeah. And on part of my take, they're like, so what? What you gonna get out of this? Are you gonna get a, a couple tickets to the games, whatever? He said. Yeah, hopefully they'll let me like shoot around with the boys in pregame. And they started laughing like, dude, you're going from zero to sixty right now. <laughs> I was thinking you're saying maybe you'll hook me and my friends up with tickets. And you're saying you want to be on the floor with them? Like that's a wild move. He might be able to pull that off. Oh yeah, and he was saying shit like oh, Suns and Fours mentality to have. Like <laughs> he was saying stuff like the Grill, the Phoenix Suns grill and make me the new mascot. Like <laughs> this guy is hilarious. He's definitely taking advantage of his fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. Barcel has shirts up on the store. Sons and four and stuff like that. Um, that that guy's amazing. That's so funny. But the other stories from that series is one Chris Paul. We you mentioned it earlier. He's going through COVID protocol right now. Good thing they swept because the other Western Conference series seems like it could be going for a long haul. So that gives Chris Paul some time to get through protocol. Yeah. And then the biggest controversial call in Game Four during the sweep was Joker got ejected. Yeah. Did you see the whole play? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he basically winded up and tried to smack the ball and hit campaign in the face. Uh, everyone, including Reggie Miller, said that should be a flagrant one. It's probably be flagrant one. And they came out and said flagrant two, and that's an automatic ejection. So Joker got tossed in the third quarter. Yeah. And that right there was. I mean, they were already losing it. by like. Six or eight or something like that. Yeah, but that just. Iced but that it. completely just gave the Suns uh, mm. the series. Yeah. Uh, Joker's brothers, they're huge <laughs> Serbian dudes, yeah. covered in tats, probably in the mob or something. Yeah. <laughs> so after the hit, Devin Booker and Joker got into it and they get separated. They each got technical for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a camera angle right behind them. The Joker's brothers like three rows back, and there's these huge Serbian dudes covering tats, like getting held back, like just cussing at Devin in like their native language. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta look <laughs> these guys up. They're 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 units. They look like they work for the Serbian mob. Like it's crazy. Look it up now. But yeah, um, so that series is over. Obviously, the Suns are a wagon to deal with. They're they're an overall team. I thought Nuggets were solid, but the Suns are great. Um, we had. I had Nuggets in seven. You had, what, Suns in six? <laughs> They're huge. They're massive. They're huge. <laughs> they literally they work for the Serbian mob. <laughs> this one guy was, like, stepping onto the steps. He's ready to go. No, it's great. <laughs> um, but you had, what, Suns in six? I had Nuggets in seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you got one point. One point, Not yeah. two, so that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. But you taking the Nuggets, I'll take that. I mean, that's fine. I thought the Nuggets had a chance. Yeah. Joker. Because you'll probably get Nets in six. Mm, yeah. Yeah, if they win next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's the other? What's the other? But oh, we'll get to the other things. Um, next one, Jazz Clippers. They are tied at two apiece. Mm-hmm. But the big news coming out today is Kawhi is most likely going to miss the rest of the series, maybe the yeah. rest of the season. You probably lost With a though. possible ACL injury. Yeah. Um. It, it, it kind of sucks. We kind of went back to the LeBron thing. It, it sucks. These all these stars are getting hurt, but kind of get the hand dealted to you, like dealt to you. Like obviously, that's how the Raptors won their yeah. championship with like KD and Clay going down. So like it, injuries are part of the game. Yeah, get it. Um, the Clippers though, it seems like they'll probably lose without Kawhi. 
Uh, another big injury to the Clippers, too, is Serge Ibaka is out for the season. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah as of last close. week, he had back surgery, so he's out for the season. So there's depth rooting on that. Yeah. What, what do we got there? I'm out on some, Jazz in five, but you have Jazz in six, so you probably locked that up. If, yeah, we have two more games there. Unless PG goes off. Playoff P. <laughs> Keith has been playing good. He has. He has been playing good. And even if he doesn't win the series for them, we're he's, talking about He's not a number one. Yeah, we're talking about this before. If they don't win the he doesn't win the series, but he still puts <laughs> up good numbers, then I think the playoff P thing can be put to rest. If he wins a game, maybe. If he takes a seven, maybe. Like I'm talking, he has a forty point game and they win. Well, even if they have forty point games and they lose both games, you can't say playoff P. You know, it's a lot yeah, of depth I guess. at that point. Yeah, injuries at that point. It's gonna come down to Zubac, dude. <laughs> um, next one, Nets Bucks. So the Nets are currently up three two. Um, however, more injuries. Kyrie Irvin fell down his ankle weird. They have not rolled him out for the season, so it's no, like, the x-rays came back negative, so it's no, nothing broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you definitely could have some, like, messed up ankle stuff going on here. He's mo- he's out for the rest of the series. Hopefully, for the Nets case, they come back next series, maybe the finals. But he is out for the rest of this series. And then James Harden came back game five with his hamstring injury. Um but in 45 minutes, he only put up five points and shot one for 10. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he played 45 minutes. So that's good for him. Like he can get through what playing with the hamstring injury, but he's not the same James Harden as we saw all season. Mm-hmm. So right now it's pretty much KD versus the Bucks. The entire Bucks. KD last game, they, the, the, the last game the Nets won, which is like yesterday. KD played every minute of the game, 48 minutes, played every single minute, mm-hmm. put up 49 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. So uh, K- KD's killing it. Uh, some people are saying that's like the that's one of the best playoff performances ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were losing most of the game, and it's literally at the end KD just went off and won them the game. So if KD is playing like that, it's the Bucks still is an easy win for the Bucks. However, it's very possible that like the the Nets can win the next game if Harden comes back playing normal and KD's playing like he did last game. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting series. Yeah, definitely. Um, then the last series we're watching currently is Sixers versus Hawks. The Sixers are up handily, I'm pretty sure, on the Hawks. Just pooping on them. Right now the series is tied 2-2, but most likely the Sixers will win this game and be 3-2. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically were splitting games on their home court advantage. The home court doesn't really matter right now. Um, Joel struggled on the offensive side in game four, only scoring 17 points, mm-hmm. but he shot four for 20. Um, yeah, he had, he had eight foul shots at it. That's pretty much where I got 17 points. Yeah. However, he also got like 20 boards. So, like, when his offense yeah. is lacking, he's able to make up for other parts of the game. Um, basically, they, they need Joel to score offensively to, to win the next two games. And with the Nets as they are, you don't want to give them more games to rest. Mm-hmm. You need to close out. If you're the Sixers, you need to close these next two games out and get basically have the Nets turn around real quick. Yeah, because you give these guys more time to heal up, exactly. then it's not gonna be a chance. I mean, Joel's playing the torn meniscus. Mm-hmm. You need all the help you can get, and I know injuries is a bad thing to say, but that's helping the Sixers right now if they play in that next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna check out the stats in this game right now. See how Joel's doing. He's so, th- 31 and 11 boards. Yeah, so he's he's killing 15. it. He's already sitting for the rest of the game. Seth Curry hit seven threes. Oh, he might be coming back in. Seth Curry hit seven threes this game. That's oh yeah, he's nuts. coming back in. That's wild. <laughs> going, off, going off of Seth, too, that's, real quick. That's a questionable call. Steph, they asked Steph. what's sit down 11 now. It's not unheard of. 
Definitely. And there's still a lot of time left. They kind of need to put it away right now. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but going off of Seth Curry real quick, <clears throat> Steph was asked recently his predictions for the rest of the season, like who wins. Yeah. And he said Sixers are going to win and Seth is going to get uh, finals MVP. I like it. I'm down for that. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen. Joel, if they win, Joel's going to get finals MVP. I don't know. But, I mean, Joel's putting up 30-plus points a game. Hey, man, that one time Andre Iguodala won it, nobody thought it would have happened. And if Joel's hurting, maybe, like, something happens and Seth Curry's just going off. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see it. It's definitely I can not, see it. It's not unheard of, but... I don't think it's unheard of. I I would put money on it. Like, a $5, he's probably, like, what? He would be, like, what, 20-something to one odds? Probably. Joel for the minus odds. Why not, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... But that's all I got for the playoffs. Do you have anything you want to add to it? So, I had the Nets in five. You have the Nets in six. So, I'm eliminated probably for the games. So, you can still get the games. I, we can both get the teams. Then, I have sixes and six. You have sixes and five. So, it's just a switch on that. Yep. Then, I got the Suns point, And then, you have Jazz and six on the board. I have Jazz on the board. All right. So. What's the total right now? Uh, I have six, you have, or no, I have seven, you have eight. Okay. Including that Suns. We have the, okay, so, all right. A minute, a minute. Mm-hmm. You said the Nuggets thing was going to be, bite me in the ass. Thank God they swept. <laughs> yeah. It's easy at one point. I thought they'd at least win one. Yeah. They just could not win one. <laughs> no, did you have six or five for Suns? I had six. Okay, even if they won one, I'd still be yeah. worth all right, let's take over to pop culture. A lot of spoilers, heavy spoilers in the next section, so yeah. be aware of it. Listen to our timestamps here, uh, and let's get into it. Yeah. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom, you looking for this? All right, and let's get into pop culture. Leading off, so Marvel's fucking with everybody. <laughs> they dropped a Spider-Man No Way Home teaser, and the title came on, and it glitched like Spider-Verse. Oh, damn. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Fuck that. But I think at the very least, we're going to get a trailer super soon. Because, like, they troll like that, but then they, like, actually, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that's, what, December? Yeah, so, like, it's... It's it's, of, a, it's on the time frame. Exactly, exactly. Then, when uh, they release a trailer, and it's just completely wrong. Just to mess with everybody. Honestly... I think the trailer's not going to have any type of in- in- indication of what's going to happen. Oh, absolutely not. Like, whatsoever. Like, it'll be kind of like Infinity War was with, like, the first five minutes yeah. of the movie. Which, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to skip ahead, but that's pretty much what's happened with Loki. Like, everything mm. in those trailers are, like, the last two episodes. Yeah. yeah. First two episodes. Then uh, Knives Out 2 adds to their immense cast list with Jessica Henwick. That's the chick from uh, Iron Fist in Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, Colleen Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like her, so that's good. Good ad, good ad. I like her. Mm-hmm. Then the DCEU's Flash movie is apparently going to be including Grant Gustin as a cameo. Who's that? The CW Flash. Okay. Like like how they had that Flash so that CW they had. Weird. Um, Ezra, uh, Ezra Miller as in the uh, CW show. For yeah. Second. I think they're going to do like, I don't know. If they're going to do this movie right, a good way to do it would be like kind of copy Spider-Man No Way Home in a way. Yeah. However, that comes out, just kind of like, all right, do that. <laughs> like, copy this, exactly. Yeah, do the same thing. Two Batmans, three Flashes, just roll it out. Yeah, that'd be sweet. And then the Aquaman 2 title re- was revealed as The Lost Kingdom. 
Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then there's also some stuff that dropped about Jurassic Park, uh, the Dominion movie. Apparently, the original cast is going to be in it for most of the movie. And there's no not going to be a hybrid dinosaur. Okay. Which cool. I think is good. Yeah. Finally. Uh, get, I'm done with <laughs> <done, I'm laughs> hybrid stuff. Yeah. Every movie is like, oh, we can make this like different dinosaur. And then, like, we'll keep it secure so the last thing, that, like, the last movie doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, no, it broke out. Who? How could we have foreseen this? <laughs> what What should we ever do? <laughs> Let's get Chris Pratt in here. Yeah, call Chris Pratt. Um, but that was all I had for movies. Um, anything you want to toss in? I'm going um, to try and see Quiet Place 2 soon. Did you see uh, Sea of Thieves? The game? The movie? No. See if Thieves nuts fit in your mouth. Alright, dude. <laughs> Alright, dude. <laughs> I crack myself up. But uh, anyways, <laughs> let's take it over to TV. First up, Loki episode two. Yes. So you want to put a timer down? Or should I? Yes, I got it. Hold on. Okay. Well, what do you think here? Um I don't know. What do you what do you think? Five? Let's go five minutes to start. Five minutes to start? Yep. Okay. Alright, go. Great episode. Um, I'm glad we got introduced to the villain early. Like, yeah, actually see her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chick Loki. I mean, we're a third of the way through, so. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Because there's only going to be six episodes. I like the style because I was kind of telling you earlier, like, the WandaVision, when it would cut short at half an hour. Yeah. And it was like a show where it's like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Unlike Falcon and Winter Soldier. I needed more. Absolutely. So, like, this is a great, this is a good show right now. I agree. Um... Only gripe with female Loki, I feel like she should have black hair. Yeah, I get that. That's my only gripe. I get that. Um, Blonde hair, I'm just like, come on. So I'm sure that they're going to do this differently than the comics, but I think I mentioned last week, Lady Loki was essentially a body double for Lady Sif whenever Mm -hmm. Ragnarok would happen. She can just reanimate a new body, Mm -hmm. and Loki just snagged it from her. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't think they're going to do that, so Mm -hmm. it's fine. But... Lady Loki being the villain suite, yeah. and all her, like, what she's doing is sick. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. basically enchanting people, taking over, and then she had all those bombs, basically just bombed the sacred timeline, which is yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy, man. Um, so, also, so, like, I love the whole dynamic with uh, Mobius and Loki. I was going to say that next, yeah. That's like, great. They're, they're playing off each other. Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston is mm-hmm. great. Um. I love how he was, like, getting into it, too. He was, like, a kid in Candyland working yeah. for the TVA. Like, m- like once he figured it out with the whole apocalypse thing, you could tell he was, like, enthusiastic yeah. about it, you know? And that's why I, I like – one thing I like always say about this episode is I like how they're doing it like a detective show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like they're looking through case files like, oh, my God, I cracked it. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, and obviously the cracking is just, like, a update in the thing. It's It was uh, that Lady Loki's just hiding out in apocalyptic events because it's not going to – Fuck with the timeline to yeah, it's not gonna change anything. Yeah. yeah, and Loki figured it out, and <clears throat> we saw in the trailers but him going back to Pompeii was yeah. a test of it, <laughs> and it was it was like you said a kid in a candy store. Like, remember, said, all right, do some bird calls, do little things, and he's like, "You're all gonna die! <laughs> Rejoice!" I'm Loki. I'm from the future. <laughs> You're going to die. The run, animals, run! <laughs> and then nothing happened. Um, that was a pretty cool like re- uh, revelation on mm-hmm. how they figured it out. I thought it was going to be something dumb to figure it out. That's a cool way to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're saying like 2050? Yeah, so then yeah. they come in and they're like, all right, let's analyze apocalyptic events that the variant could be hi- the Lady Loki could be hiding in. Um, 
and they're like naming all these apocalyptic events in the future uh, for Earth, but it's like not distant future. It's like 2048 <laughs> yeah. and 2051. It's like, dude, like you can't put yourself in a corner like this. Yeah, like, absolutely. Because honestly, I could imagine Marvel's still going to be making movies at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, what about the fucking hurricane that struck Alabama from Loki season two or one? Oh, yeah, I've said like, two. <laughs> You didn't count for this, Kevin Foggy. <laughs> this plot hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm love, I'm loving the show. Um, mm-hmm. I love, I'm loving the ending where Loki, it, basically the TVA thinks he's being bad and breaking off with the other Loki, but he's definitely just chasing her down and like, yeah, gonna be yeah. playing with her and then eventually gonna turn on her. Yeah, like the uh, TVA is gonna think Loki's being a little shithead. Yeah, but he's actually like, I, you can tell, he's still working the case. He's working the case, but this is the only way to pursue her because. The whole thing was a trap. Mm-hmm. Her, them coming to the apocalyptic, apocalyptic time to try to get catch her. The whole thing was a setup, and now they have no like you have no idea how you're going to track her now. Exactly because you're pretty much back at square one if Loki stays in that uh, timeline and goes back with the TVA. Mm-hmm. So him chasing her down is good because now he can like either capture her himself or leave like a trail of breadcrumbs for Mobius to find. Absolutely. So I think I think it'll be a great episode three. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and what do you think the whole it's real, like that the uh, cop that got captured said? Oh yeah. What do you think that's about? I have no idea. Yeah, and that that's that's why the show's great. Is they're not like it's not like a every each episode like <laughs> one vision. You're like predicting the craziest thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of there for the ride and mm-hmm. you're not, it's not going to be too much speculation between, but there's little things like that that like, what do she mean by this? I think, I think Lady Loki's plans are evil, obviously, but I think that the timekeepers are also, there's something worried. up with them. There's something up with them and I think the TVA themselves, like all the people in the TVA, mm-hmm. there's something with them. Maybe they were real people. I agree. And they were taken for the purpose of, like, running the TV. Five minutes. Oh. Yeah. What, one more minute, maybe? Yeah, sure. Ready? One more minute. (laughs) Reset. Go. All right. But, like, I think, like, maybe those people were taken, like, out of a timeline Mm -hmm. and then instilled into the TV. And they don't know. But, yeah, they had a mind wipe or some bullshit. And that's why, like, you know, Lady Loki showed them the light. Yeah, and I think she knows it's going to corrupt the timekeepers. And that's why she's diverting. It's going to be one of those, mm-hmm. listen, I'm bad, but these guys are worse. Yeah. So you got to, like, look at them more. So mm-hmm. she's going to be the villain, but I think the ultimate villain is going to be, because Marvel loves doing this shit. Yeah. Whereas yeah. So you think it's one villain, it's going to be the other one. I think timekeepers are, even that chick, Ravana. Yeah, Ravana, I think she could be She's going to be a little corrupt. Not bad, mm-hmm. but, like, the TVA's life, TVA's this, 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 and this like, is no everything. Way it's not Hydra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, actually, the TVA is pretty corrupt, mm-hmm. and it's you need they need a whole restructure. Yeah, but all right, let's just uh, cool it at that. Yeah, um, but <coughs> overall, I'm loving the show right now. Yeah, I'm loving those directions is going. Mm-hmm. Overall, um, great show. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet and you skipped ahead from the spoilers, just know that you're missing out because it's great. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, well, let's take it over next. I finally watched The Bad Batch. All right, how much I'm going to put on the clock for this. Should we? I mean, it's kind of like... Yeah, okay. It's fine. It's less, like, crucial. You know what I mean? It's kind of like episode episode 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. If, if you want some <clears throat> Bad Batch spoilers, uh, move ahead a little bit. We're not going to give you a time on it, so just skip yeah. ahead. 
So um, I love uh, I love the show. I love like all the connections they're doing to like throughout the universe. Yeah. Um, the whole from this point of view thing, I love every time. Yeah, yeah. I loved it in Clone Wars season seven. And I love it in this Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Um, Crosshair, definitely a villain. You know what I mean? Like, Beast plays. It's the voice actor. It's the look. Yeah. I'm like, the, it just fits him for the purpose of the season. Yeah. Um, but the uh, season finale will definitely be them trying to, like, He's going to make a redemption arc. He's going to make a redemption yeah. arc yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I think Crosshair is a great villain because he's it's kind of out of his control. So he's doing yeah. bad things, but he's basically a mind-washed henchman for mm-hmm. the actual evil people of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. Um, Omega's great. Um, I love her bow. Her yeah. plasma bow, wherever the hell it is. Yeah, that's actually a, a Night Sister weapon. Wait. Oh, yeah that's, yeah. that's a Night Sister weapon. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Omega after the first couple episodes, but I love her now. Yeah, I wasn't a fan she's of her cool. accent at first. Yeah, she's definitely going to be Force-sensitive. I've said that before. Yeah, it, it'll be something like that. Mm-hmm. they they got to throw Jedi in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I think this is early on mm. trying to get Snoke, Palpatine, clone shit that we saw more in The Mandalorian. Or at so. least Kamino understood the Empire's intentions there mm-hmm. and was trying to have that so they could be like, look at this. Like, you yeah, wanna, yeah. You want to keep clones a thing, right? Yeah. You know? Obviously, obviously, <clears throat> Omega's not Snoke. Yeah. But, like, it's it's the first iteration of, mm-hmm. all right, we'll see if we can make clones more sensitive. Yeah. Um, Where I don't think she's going to be a strep Jedi. Yeah. I think she's going to be, like, the theories where Han Solo has, is in tune with it, or Poe Dameron's in tune. That's why they do improbable things. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. The other thing I want to say, too, um, so... That scene where they were doing the test for to see if clones are still worth it, mm-hmm. where they were in the training simulation and they were like, activate the firing systems. And yeah. It was like, that was awesome. That was that whole scene was Yeah, sweet. that whole scene was awesome. Um, that whole Caleb Dune thing in the beginning I mm-hmm. mentioned before is sweet. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and then Wrecker being the guy that, you know, gets the, oh, we have to get rid of these ships now, like, because mm-hmm. they're affecting us now. Yeah. I was, as soon as I saw Wrecker with the head thing you know going on that you were mentioning i was like oh they're fucked yeah they're just the big it's guy it's yeah. just a fucking i can't think it's of a that. tank it's a tank <laughs> just a battle hungry psycho mm-hmm. <laughs> but um and i'm glad it wasn't like something like omega was like like whenever he was in that state of mind and omega would be like but Rekka. and then he's like oh i'm good now yeah. you know what i mean i would have hated he that. showed he showed some restraint but like he didn't fully yeah. do it it was Rex or whoever hit him with the mm-hmm. stun gun, which Rex Rex reveal is great. Yeah, him being I, back was awesome. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that was gonna be the hologram. Um, interesting, the fact that they don't show Hunter. He didn't get his chip yet removed yet. Yeah, he was about to get done at the end of the episode, and then as he went in, you saw the scrapper guild like being like, "Oh, we have intruders." I would imagine they still get him. They, but removed. it's gonna be. The, I think it's gonna be in the motion of them doing it, the procedure, or whatever. People pop off when shit pops. Yeah, off. could be, could be, could be. Next episode. Um, fun fact too, a little Easter egg to Jedi Fallen Order. That planet is where that cow guy's from in the beginning of oh. Fallen Order. That scrapper. Oh, I didn't even catch thing. that. Yeah, that's where Cal starts in the game. Oh, uh, the other Easter egg? Did you catch that? Which one? The monster. Oh, from the uh, trash shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we actually Huge. see it. We actually see it. What yeah, it looks like. Yeah, it's massive. Which that that 
I don't understand how he was in the trash compactor. They're standing up. Yeah. There's like holes slim. in this floor or something. I don't know. But still. And why would the Empire put him on that Death Star? I mean, why not? Maybe he just got there. Yeah, it's somehow. Trash compactor monster, season one. Confirmed by Disney Plus. Spinoff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anything else from the Bad Batch? No, it's great. If you haven't watched it yet, it's worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up, I have... So, Big Mouth is getting a spinoff show. It's called Human Resources. It's coming to Netflix. Is it going to be like the Horan Monsters, like Human Resource? I don't know. I don't know what it really entails. But they casted A.D. Bryant, your girl from SNL. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Randall Park. I love him. Love him. And then Kiki Palmer. I, I haven't heard her name in forever. Yeah. I, I've seen her. I've, she's been in stuff, but mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen her. But uh, Nick Kroll's going to be like executive producing, so that's it. a good sign. Yeah. I do trust it. I think it has potential. Um, and then next up, Rick and Morty Season 5 premieres this Sunday. That's wild. So get ready for that. We're going to have Rick and Morty, Bad Badge, and Logie to all recap. Yeah. Pop culture's going to be hefty. Next it's going to be hefty. Then uh, the She-Hulk show may reportedly include Hulk's son. Conceived pre-Infinity War. With who? I don't know. Like Hulkling? Yeah. And that's... Maybe it's like Hulkling but not Bruce Banner's son. I don't know. That's 100% setting up Young Avengers then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because Hulkling's a big member of that team. But like, are they going to say maybe he boned Nat? That'd be kind of cool. It'd be cool, but at the same time, that's like, a lot of red tape. Now. That's a yeah, lot of red tape. To it's a lot of red room. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, red room took away her ability to have kids. Yeah. I don't know. Gamma's a bitch. Yeah. I feel like you could say gamma radiation. Oh, oh she's pregnant. Yeah, I still think it'd be Nats. My Hulk kid too. We'll see. I think it might be like Sakar. Time the blackout time. Oh yeah, that probably. That's probably. And it's like half alien breed. Yeah. Ooh. Be sweet. I mean, Hulkling has like wings and shit. Oh yeah, then definitely that. Yeah. Ooh, I like that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then uh, Frankie Valley from Frankie and the Four Seasons mm-hmm. confirmed Nick Jonas is going to be playing him in the biopic. Yeah, I love that. It's gonna be sweet. I love that. That's gonna be awesome. Jersey Boys. The Jersey Boys, dude. I love uh, Frankie Valley. And then. Apparently, the, I don't know if you're familiar with the Cuphead game. I know what it is. It's like the old style cartoony. Yeah, I know, I know what it is. They're making a show on Netflix, and Wayne Brady's going to be voicing King Dice. I love what's his face. Wayne Brady. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think the show has potential. I agree. I know most video games things don't succeed, mm-hmm. but like that cartoon style is like pretty sweet. It's all going to be animated, and Wayne Brady's a great like cast to add to that oh yeah and you can build upon that easily and make a good show out of it i agree then uh monsters of work dropped their trailer i did not see it i did and i don't know how i feel about it here's my thoughts so pixar takes forever to do their animation shit Mm -hmm. and i just feel like with the tv show it's a little bit more rushed in a way yeah and they can't like detail it like you see the detail like toy story three and four Mm -hmm. and all that shit and it just feels like it's a step back. A bit clunky. TV. A bit clunky. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'll probably still check it out. How long have they been working on this? I don't know. I think a year. I think this has been like pandemic stuff. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, wow. I don't know. I mean, the cast list looks good. It's like Mindy Kaling and all that. Like, kind of mm-hmm. like that crew. But, and like, John Goodman and uh, Billy Crystal will be in it. 
Like, I, I think they'll kind of be, like, cameo appearances. I mean, it's not going to be them following them, probably. Yeah, you're probably going to be following the other monsters at work. Yeah. But you'll, like, see them, or they'll reference them all the time. Because apparently they're trying to get, like... La- like, the end of Monsters, Inc., they get laughter from the kids instead of yeah. screams. So it's kind of like following that storyline. I, I mean, I'm cool with the idea of it. Yeah, me too. I just don't know. I mean, it's a kid show. It's not mm-hmm. aimed for us. We probably won't like it, but it could still be good for, like, kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's my thoughts on it. But uh, that was all I had for TV. Anything you want to talk about? Nope, I need to check out the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah. But all right, let's take it over to music. Um... There's a bunch of shit this week. So, there's three albums dropped. Um, Polo G dropped his album. Migos dropped Culture 3. And then Maroon 5 dropped their album. Actually, I actually didn't realize the Hawks went one. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. <laughs> oh, shit. Atlanta pulled it out of their ass. That's crazy. Dude. That's nuts. It's Ooh. over. I mean, there's no way. <clears throat> Who did it? I'm about to look up stats. Tangent time. Jeez. Tangent time. Craziness in the NBA. My boss is going to be so upset. <laughs> Trey Young had 40 points. 39 Really? Points. Yeah. No one else did anything. Trey Young just went off. That'll do it. John Collins had double-double. Clickapella had six points, eight boards. That's nuts. <sighs> Joel had 37 and 13 Co- Yeah, rebounds. Collins did good. Gallinari and Lou Williams did all right. Seth Curry had 36 points. Ben Simmons at eight four nine. That's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason right there. He couldn't stop Trey Young. Mm-hmm. If Trey Young probably is gonna match on him. They need to put him on there. John Collins killed it down the stretch. Dude, is Atlanta really gonna beat Philly? Because they're going back to Atlanta for next game. Mm-hmm. This is interesting, man. This is it. This and and yet again, wide open for the fucking Nets. Wide open. Wide open for the fucking Nets. You Unless can't tell me this Atlanta team. A lot. If the Nets are healthy, you can't tell me this Atlanta team is going to beat the Nets. Absolutely not. Even without Kyrie, the Nets can still win. All this does is really makes it shitty for the Sixers because even if they do pull <laughs> yeah, the series dude. out, they're going to be so beat. Glenn's cooked after that. Absolutely. Which Glenn's legacy's tarnished. Going back to what I was saying when he yeah. got hired, mm-hmm. he's not a good playoff coach. Yeah. He won. He went to the finals with the Magic, and I think he. One with the Celtics after that. He's just second round exits all the time. But anyways, back to it. That's some craziness. Though. I didn't even catch that. But yeah, like I said, so Migos dropped Culture 3. Polo Dree dropped his album. And Maroon 5 dropped their album. A um, couple of the features that I fucked with. I'll just name them because it's going to take too long. For Polo G, For the Love of New York with Nicki Minaj. Pretty good. Gang Gang with Lil Wayne. Then for Culture 3 with Migos, there's a bunch. Light It Up with Pop Smoke. Mahomes, that's the name of the song. That's great. It's a good song. Antisocial with Juice World, What You See with Justin Bieber, Picasso with Future, and Type Shit with Cardi B. Then for Maroon 5, you got a Memories remix with uh, Nipsey Hussle and YG. It's actually really good. I really fuck with it. Nice. Then uh, Can't Leave You Alone with Juice World. Then Echo with Black Bear and Lifestyle with Jason Derulo. I don't get this. <laughs> the lifestyle song it says Jason Derulo, Adam Levine, and Maroon Five. That's kind of double dipping. Yeah, dude. That... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Adam Levine is part of Maroon Five. I'm confused. It's like featuring Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, come on. But uh, the other songs this week, uh, I'll just go through them then. 
So this one's Need to Know with Doja Cat. Big Doja Cat guy. I know you are, that's why I put it in. <laughs> I like it. Then, uh, this is the big one, too, from Migos. I forgot to mention. Having Our Way featuring Drake. Sweet Dreams, EDM Song of the Week, Alan Walker, and I'm in Beck. Ooh. <laughs> Great boob shuffle. Boob shuffle, dude. I thought it'd be a remix of like, Sweet Dreams are made of this. Then this one, uh, it's called Baddest with Young Blue, Chris Brown, and your boy Two Chance. I'll just oh. skip the two chances. Two chances. What's this called? Baddest. Then I'll call By him. Who? Huh? By who? Young Blue. B-L-U-E. Or B-L-E-U. Then this one's Call On Me by Ray, 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 Ray. Then uh, Cloudy Day, Tones and I. Tones and I, dude. I like her. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, Chain My Heart, Topic, and Baby Rexa. A little more house. Then, uh... All right, these are probably where Jams of the Week come in. All right. I'll let you throw in Doja Cat, too. Shockwave by Marshmallow. Who's featuring who? Huh? Who, who is this singing? It doesn't say anybody. Oh. Thank you. Classic marshmallow vibe there. Yeah, I'm loving it. Then, uh, this one, I, I really want to make a jam of the week, but I feel like you might like the other one more. This is uh, our boy Tyga's back. Tyga? Tyga, Moneybag Yo, Splash. 
It's been like a year since he popped off. Remember like this time last year Tiger was killing it. <laughs> great, great Bob, great Bob. Money bag yo kills him too. Closer to a pimp than a simp. Big dick make me walk with a limp. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> then this one, Megan the Stallion, thought shit. It's probably gonna be the one you hear at the club, all the all the Becky's dancing to. The video's wild. I watched the video. Essentially it's like saying fuck to all our critics kind of song, you know. Yeah. Like everyone's like, Oh, she doesn't shake her ass and you know, eh, and that. Mm, true. So she the, the video, it was like whatever for the video, but then it ends, the guy that was like, criti like critiquing her the whole video, mm -hmm. the, she's like a doctor and she throws him on the table and operates on him. And then you see him back in his office and he has a pussy on his mouth. <laughs> it's Dude, creepy actual, as shit. I'm like actual vagina. What's this called? Thought shit. It's called. Right, I need to watch this. <laughs> Yeah, like it's not like it's not a great song, but you know it's gonna blow over the club. Oh, absolutely, it's gonna be played nonstop all summer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so what, what are you gonna pick? Uh, the Tiger song, Splash. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, yeah, I think that <laughs> Megan's gonna pop off, but at the same time, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm not picking that. <laughs> But there's a lot of good uh, albums, though, seriously. I'd highly recommend checking those out, too. But uh, that was all I have for music this week. So with that, take it away, Ryan. Wait, hold on. I'm watching the Thought Shit video. Yeah, just skip end. to the end. I am. Oh, my God. I see the vagina. <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. I was like, it was like late at night. I saw the Mega the Stallion video. I was like, all right, well, this is probably going to be like That's in, the, creepy. in the Jam of the Week conversation. I better watch this. And then I saw that part. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, that is creepy. <laughs> so creepy. I was like, I have nightmares, dude. Yeah, dude. That's awful. His tongue is sticking out of it. Yeah. I, that, I, that's, can that be an anti-jam of the week? The song sounds great, but the video just ruined it. Um, Alright. At, at Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Um, follow us there for more sports content and new releases on the pod. Hit us up if you want a koozie. $7 a piece. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. Wherever you're listening, just know we have other options to listen. And uh, two chains on the week from the song from here, the Baddest. baddest. <laughs> uh, you know I got a, you got your back, baby. We ain't got to talk about it. Your booty's sticking out. They got to walk around it. I, I heard that it. line. I was like, this is going to be a two chains line. Dude, I, <laughs> I asked when you said the song immediately so I can look up that line. All right, see you guys. All right, peace out. I'm doing well This is just part of our survival She said that I don't care As she swept back her hair 
I guess this isn't a revival The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of line But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Seat, seat, seat.